One of our fundamental rights is the right to free assembly, and we put up with a lot of rabble-rousing from Greens in the name of this freedom. But now the Greens want to curtail the freedoms of people they don't agree with, at least when it comes to abortion. Greens MLC Penny Sharp is putting up a bill this week which will enforce a 150-metre exclusion zone or buffer zone outside abortion clinics. And this would make it illegal for pro-life groups to hold quiet prayer vigils or to offer assistance to pregnant women within those zones. The punishment would be up to 12 months in prison and thousands of dollars in fines. And in the ACT, where these laws have already been enacted, we had three abortion opponents in their 70s being hauled away by police recently for silently saying the rosary sitting on a park bench outside an abortion clinic in Canberra. Now, a magistrate dismissed those charges against them. But now in New South Wales, we're set to enact the same laws, which are being used against people on only one side of the abortion debate, those with pro-life beliefs. And to complicate matters even further, the National Party is co-sponsoring this bill with the Greens. On the line to take us through the complexities is Damien Tudorhope, the member for Epping, who was instrumental in the push against safe schools and is one of the few politicians brave enough to speak out on these contentious social issues. Good afternoon, Damien. Good afternoon, Miranda. Nice to speak to you. So what does the Greens bill hope to do? Well, uh, as you rightly pointed out, it it seeks to create uh, an offence for people who conduct a protest within 150 metres of a business uh, being run as an abortion clinic. So, in a sense, uh, the people who have a business want to protect their business model uh, by not having uh, that business threatened by uh, someone who might approach someone wanting to use that service and suggest there might be another way. So as much as they say this is a bill seeking to protect um, uh, the rights of people seeking services, and I fundamentally say, well, uh, no-one should be harassed in a way which amounts to criminal behaviour, but what they do want to do is silence those people who want to suggest maybe there's another alternative. And are pro-life groups harassing women outside abortion clinics? This is what Penny Sharp is claiming. Well, Penny Sharp uh, says that. um, Some 10 years ago, I was aware uh, that there was certainly an incident uh, in Albury uh, where there was um, conflict between uh, pro-life groups and pro-abortion groups, and the police handled it uh, very well, as they are and should have done uh, in circumstances where there were complaints of um, uh, potential harassment. Now, that's the only circumstances that I'm aware of. And we've seen in, in the ACT and in Victoria and in Tasmania where these um, exclusion zones, buffer zones, have been enforced by law, we've seen just you know people sitting there privately praying, not harassing anybody, maybe with a sign, um, and they're being hauled away by police. It, it seems that, you know, regardless of whether people are for or against abortion, isn't it a dangerous precedent to make a law to shut down just one side of a contentious debate? And, and I agree with you, and, and there's a couple of points to be made there. there. 
the profile of the people who are actually doing the protesting are not your everyday criminal protesters who are making a name as uh, as the, the the usual suspects, so to speak, in relation to protest activity. These these are often people who are in their 60s, uh, potentially 70, who don't fit the the nature of someone who uh, who is a, a rabble rouser or a protester of that thing. So if I was doing some profiling on those people, I'd be saying there's no criminal uh, elements that uh, jump out at me as being as saying these are uh, dangerous people. The second thing I'd say to it is that the cases in Victoria and the one that you uh, alluded to in the ACT uh, are on their way to the High Court because... Uh, you may recall that there was a, a similar sort of provision in Tasmania where Bob Brown got elected, uh, got arrested and uh, for being inside an exclusion zone. And he wants to protest that this was legitimate freedom of political expression. And he's now taking that to the High Court. The Victorian government and... Uh, is also taking its legislation to have it determined by the High Court in respect of exclusion zones relating to abortion clinics. So, so what was real... Bob Brown's exclusion zone? Uh, it, it was in some remote forest area uh-huh. where uh, yeah. protesters were excluded from being within um, uh, that area yeah. under a bill which was introduced by the Tasmanian. So he. It's, it's good for the Greens that they want to say we want yeah. freedom of political expression. and But we don't want our opponents to have it. To have, uh, yeah. uh, well, that's right. It's right for the goose or right for the gander. Indeed. Now, um, the, the other thing that's disturbing is that it's not just the Greens, it's the National Party. Trevor Khan is who's a Nat, is co-sponsoring the bill. He's a Nationals MP. He was also behind the euthanasia bill that was defeated last year, but only with the help of six Labor MPs. So, Damien Tudor-Hope, what is going on in your coalition when the National Party is to the left of the Greens? I agree with you that uh, there are some views that the that members of the National Party have which I would not have identified as the traditional territory of the National Party. Uh, and I'm not sure that a lot of the grassroots members of the National Party are aware of uh, the... I suppose, um, manner in which their elected representatives uh, uh, articulate what they say are the views of those that they represent. Well, it sounds like what's happened with the Country Women's Association, where a whole bunch of inner-city lefties have taken over the joint and uh, are trying to, you know, put their DNA into the entire organisation. That's right, and that's sort of... uh, The the CWA is uh, one of those organisations which was just so typical of country life. Uh, In fact, I lived in the country a lot of my life, and as did my uh, wife, and the CWA was just one of those institutions which was everything good about being in the country. And uh, as a... It seems that uh, there are some in the city organisations who've seen if we can get control of these sort of organisations, uh, we can uh, impose upon them our polit- political agenda. And of course, there's implications for the coalition, for your government, for the 2019 election, because I understand the Christian Democrats who've held the balance of power and allowed the coalition to hold government all this time, they are now getting pressure from their constituents saying, why are you supporting the National Party when they are so progressive on these issues that are absolute anathema to Christian Democrats voters? 
Well, I'm, I'm, and you're, I'm not surprised that the Christian Democrats are arcing up. Uh, there, there's a point where you say, well, uh, there, can, there can be legitimate policy differences between us, but there, those policy differences can't be such that uh, they are so antithetical to everything that they believe in, and yet they still ask us to support them. And we know that Luke Foley, who's the Labor leader, is very wily, and he's certainly appealing to uh, social conservatives across the spectrum, including in the Christian Democrats, by uh, implying or saying that that he's on their side. And of course, as I just said, the the euthanasia bill that was put up by the national Trevor Khan was defeated only with the help of six Labor MPs. So yep. um, it becomes a very awkward situation, I think, for it does. the Christian Democrats and especially going into the next election where it could be a balance of power situation. Well, let, let, let me just say in relation to that, though, that the Labor Party on this issue are taking a party position where all their members mm. must support the sharp bill. Mm. Now, I must say that, I, uh, that this is no conscience bill. This is uh, a bill where the, uh, the Labor Party will vote as a bloc, uh, the Greens will vote as a bloc, and now it appears that the Nats may vote as a bloc. Uh, so, so does it, that mean that the the bill will will almost certainly get well, get through? On that scenario, you'd have to say mm. unless uh, there's some very uh, tough talking done between the coalition partners, um, uh, then on the face of it, uh, the, the bill will succeed. Mm. Well, um, it's very anti-democratic. I don't know what John Barillaro is doing. But look, thanks so much to you, Damien Tudor, for your time. Good on you. Thanks, Miranda. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.